Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Kristen Ergel has worked as a sports reporter covering college, high school, and professional sports. She's interviewed some of the most recognized athletes and coaches, but to medically fragile children, she is the superstar. Kristen joins us to talk about her nonprofit, Ruler of Hope, which was inspired by her daughter. Kristen, I always love to talk to another coach's wife. It is kind of a crazy sort of life we have, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Sometimes hard to describe, but something I think you and I are both very grateful for, the impact that we hope to have on everyone. So, yeah, it's a unique thing. It is. And you are a football coach's wife. So to me, that's a whole lot harder because my season as a basketball coach's wife is longer but you have this crazy recruiting thing where your husband is gone like all the time, right? Doesn't that happen? That's true. And I don't I don't agree with you though. I don't think there's any easy way to be a coach's wife. <laughs> I think that no matter the sport, I think it is a challenge. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, the football we our seasons are different. You know, yours is just so long. I mean, was it the fall and you you know, go all the way through Christmas time. We don't really have to worry about that unless you're in a bowl game. You do have your your um, yeah, bowl game trips and things like that. But yeah, it's uh, you get used to it. You start getting into that rotation where you know your seasons of the year and time where you've got to be a little more independent than other times, and you look forward to different aspects of those months. Yeah, you know, recruiting season. I enjoy the weekends. It's leading up to signing day. I absolutely love recruiting. It's fun. I love to connect with the moms and help them feel comfortable sending their babies to us and uh, just being a part of that. So there are mm-hmm. a lot of aspects that I really, really enjoy about it. Do you find that your we'll get into, you know, kindness stuff here in a second, but now I just have to ask Kristen these questions. So everyone else is just going to have to listen because I have the microphone right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you find that when the season begins, your husband's, um, focus changes like for instance mine will put the cheerios in the refrigerator and the milk in the cupboard like i will find weird things placed around the house and i know ah basketball season is starting do you find anything like that in your house probably similar things where you know you've told them exactly like this afternoon i've taken the kids we're all going to this doctor's appointment and at the end of the day, you kind of expect that phone call. Hey, how'd it go? Is everybody okay? Or, you know, and you don't get any of that. And you're like, yeah, you totally didn't know that we just went to go see hematology. You know, <laughs> you weren't paying attention at all. You know, and maybe other times of the year, you know, they calm down a little bit and they can start paying a little more attention to the details. But yeah, I I can agree with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us about your family, where you are, where you've been, and, you know, who you tuck in at night. Okay, so wife to Joshua Ergel. He's a recruiting coordinator, tight ends coach for the Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Talk. Mm-hmm. We have been all over pretty much the South. This is the first time I've been in the Midwest and completely um, in love with the Midwest. You Southerners need to forgive me now. I like both areas of the country. Um, <laughs> so I grew up in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And so we started out our life in Southern Miss. He was a GA there. And then we have moved and done um, all levels of football. And I, I love that aspect to our story. Um, 
because we've been um, in D2, we've been D3, we've been FCS, um, and now FBS, and there are sections of it that I just absolutely love. So we've done anything from um, Arkansas Monticello or Nichols State or LSU. We're with Coach Miles and LSU. I'm not really going in any particular order, but that's where we um, met Coach Miles, and now we're with him again here at Kansas. Um, before that, we were at Austin P. just recently. He was, Joshua was the offensive coordinator um, there and interim head coach. And so um, what's been unique about our journey is that he's been an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and a head coach. And that has really helped our perspective um, today when you're looking at, you know, intricate things about him being a recruiting coordinator and understanding needing to have numbers on both sides of the ball and seeing that from a different perspective. So it's been very unique, and um, I've loved our journey. We have three amazing children. Courtney is eight. Landry is seven. She was our little curveball, my special needs little heart warrior, and a lot of other things, a lot of other medical challenges. And then Stallings is our three-year-old. So that's, we call it Urgel Nation, Team Urgel uh, on social media, <laughs> but um, they, they have rocked our world, you know. It's been um, been a lot of fun being a mom. I spent a lot of my time uh, before that being a sports anchor, and I didn't think anything could be harder than that, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> right, exactly. That's crazy hours and a, a lot of pressure, and then you have an eight, a seven, and a three-year-old. You're like, never mind, that was easy, right? <laughs> yeah, no, like, can we go back to that where it's like, well, I miss my old self, where it's, I don't want to go back, but you know what I'm saying, where it's like, uh, yes. yeah. The- what I thought was hard is not hard anymore. Yeah. Yes, so. exactly. It, it puts a whole, well, and then having a, a medically fragile child, right? I mean, Landry's got quite right. a story. Yeah. What, What's the journey that your family has been on with her? What's her story? Well, about 11 weeks into the pregnancy, uh, they told us that something was going to be significantly wrong with Landry. And they couldn't really tell us in to go any detail because they didn't really know exactly what it would be. And by 18 weeks along, they said it's going to definitely be a congenital heart defect. So we got in position for um, her to be born in Dallas at Baylor and um, had some phenomenal physicians there, specialists, just kind of lined up, ready to go. And she was born at 34 weeks, but her gestation level really was more like a 26-weeker. And so she came out really just needing, um, you know, a lot of intervention, obviously on a ventilator, and I didn't get to hold her for the first 10 days of life. And Mm. she had open-heart surgery um, October 29th of 2012. And she coded four times in the nine days post-op. And I was in the room uh, when that happened, uh, one of those times. And she spent the first 73 days in either an ICU or the CVICU. And she was discharged um, with a life-saving medication that I administered every four hours and on oxygen. And then from that point on... For the first four years, she never went more than 12 weeks, and it usually averaged about four to eight weeks without going acutely or critically ill and back in the hospital. So the the condition was not just a heart defect. It kind of evolved, and we realized kind of uh, that she would have a lot more complications. So she has um, severe epilepsy now. She can have up to 40 or 50 seizures a day. Uh, she's intellectually disabled, and probably the toughest thing 
out of all that is that she's immune deficient. And so finally, by age um, six years old, they realized uh, that it, uh, Vanderbilt study studied her and realized that it is a test that she has the rare gene mutation of the CSNK2B gene, and it's caused those issues. And there's basically no cure for what she has, and so she is a little warrior. Um, we didn't recently go public with it, but she spent um, not too long ago um, with battling pneumonia and fighting again for her life. And so she's changed the way I do everything. I mean, she's changed my perspective of life and and how we um, our mindset and how our faith in God is deepened through different. Um, situations in that and how you view that and and really how we try to impact the young men here at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Right, because at some point, it's not about winning games. You know, it's just not. Right. It's you realize there's just a mm-hmm. much larger picture that we get to be a part of in other people's lives. And it's, you know, Landry being seven and having taught you and your husband that lesson is is pretty special. She's also the the force behind Ruler of Hope. Can you explain right. what Ruler of Hope is? Ruler of Hope, um, really the idea formed long before um, we had just, I mean, it's something that was on our hearts for a long time because when you go through this journey, and for those, there's a lot of people out there that have gone through a lot of medical journeys. You go through financial aspect of it. You go through just um, the hardship of the fear and the doubt and the, and the what do you do with all of those feelings and the financial aspect of it. And so we were completely depleted and a lot of people around the country came together to support and help us out. And even before that, uh, Joshua, one day we were driving to go see my parents. And he said, I mean, we've asked each other this type of question before, but he said, you know, what's your goal? And I said, you know, I've never really want anybody to be in the position that we're in. Just the financial hardship, the um, emotional drain, or just, you know, that, that heaviness that you feel. And he's like, well, what, what kind of tools do we have in our power? You know, what kind of talents do we, can we use to have some sort of impact in that? And um, I said, well, one day I would love for us to be able to have a nonprofit is just to be able to just directly um, have an impact from a financial uh, perspective to have just a sharing hope and sharing joy and kindness and um, to have the ability to touch families that are going through what we're going through. And to even get to that point, I was thinking, well, what kind of talents do I have at all? I mean, what have I, and I've spent my life as a sports anchor and reporter. And, and so my husband said, well, what about a podcast? And I looked at him and I said, what's a podcast? And <laughs> like in the summer of 2018. And he goes, you know, I listen to all these podcasts. I was like, I thought you were listening to the radio. I didn't even pay attention. And so he shows me this icon on his, you know, iTunes and all this. And he's like, you see, it's purple. And we realized that. I was like, oh, okay. And so I started listening. He said, yeah, I mean, it's just on the go. And it's easy. I said, it's what about a podcast? And I thought about if I um, were to interview and share the stories of um, coaches' wives across the country and using whatever skills that I have in that to draw awareness 
to our nonprofit. And so we founded Ruler of Hope, and Ruler of Hope is to um, help medically fragile children and to one day allocate research for rare disease. And, um, you know, through that, we started the nonprofit March of last year, which is March of 2019, and just been blown away with how um, generous people are and have entrusted us to continue that mission. And so um, it's been so neat to be on the other side of things now, being able to share with the same type of families that are going through adversity right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does having a husband in the limelight, do you feel like give you a voice or a megaphone maybe that you might not otherwise have? I do agree with that as far as you know, there's a lot of things that you think of when you you never expect um, to be handed a medical journey. I don't think anybody thinks that, hey, one day we'll have a special needs child or we would have, you know, someone that would be diagnosed with cancer. You never think, well, why would, why me, right? It's mm-hmm. the first thing that kind of comes to your head. And um, I know you can kind of identify with our story, which is you just kind of get hit with a bricks like what what am I going to do with this and um, it's just you, you know you you want to um, focus that and 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 turn that and go you know why not me and mm-hmm. and what can I do and, and kind of not that anybody's chosen for it but it's you know I believe God just allows it to happen and you know why did it, was it allowed to happen to us? And I've thought about that, you know, not just why me, but why not us? And he gave um, Landry to us. And, you know, she's the first one in the United States with her rare gene mutation. And so I think it's very interesting that she's been given to someone who is a journalist and a college football coach. And um, I think that, you know, it's not by accident that we can try to be a trailblazer and to document her case for the next mom, you know, for the next person. So to go, here's maybe a game plan. I think that's the toughest thing about Landry's diagnosis. There was just no game plan. There's no specific cure for it. There's no one that's gone before us and said, this is a protocol and you need to use this drug and this will improve that. Everything is just, hey, we're going to try this for a little bit. And so if there's anything that we can do, okay, she's been given to us. So my blog or just any type of documentation that I've had, I've given to physicians, hopefully can help the next family. Well, and it's interesting to me because I feel like everything that we go through in life is is preparation for, for what's coming or, you know, a way that in which we can help someone else. And I feel like the fact that that you've been trained to be in front of a camera and you know and and with a microphone has has to be just a special special asset because you're able to put into words perhaps what it feels like um even though Landry's situation would be different than another mom with a medically fragile child but you're able to say this is what it feels like for me you know does it feel that way for you or or here's a word of encouragement do you find yourself in that position a lot either publicly or privately where you're saying hey i get it and there's hope 
Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I think there's a couple events we've been able to do with Ruler of Hope, and we uh, have partnered with the Ronald McDonald House in Kansas City. And uh, we stayed in a Ronald McDonald House multiple times in Texas when Landry was doing her open heart surgery and then when she um, um, had, uh, I can't remember exactly what she had, but she was fighting for her life at that point, RSV actually. Mm. And so we've been on the other side of it. And so this past year was our first kind of give and, you know, be able to, our service project really to rally around and to walk in those doors in a Ronald McDonald house that had given so much to us and to just serve treats, you know, little snacks um, to the family stay in there. And I um, just remember, you know, a mom and, and just, you know, saying, I, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling or whatever? I don't know exactly what I said. You have to be careful with what you can say or questions you can ask. Right. I don't know. Just something like, Hey, enjoy the snacks or I don't know, you know, something where, Something was slightly said, or maybe she said, why did you start Ruler of Hope? And just, you know, I've, I've walked this currently, you know, I have a medically fragile child. And it just opens the door to go, well, how do you get through this? And, mm-hmm. and I just say, you know what, just small little steps, you know. And I think for me, it's not just, hey, for some, like there is no cure for what Landry has. You can't really think about that. You have to go, okay, I used to give myself little goals. Okay, can I make it to 3 o'clock? <laughs> and say, so let's through the day. Hey, I made it to 3 o'clock and make it the rest of the day. You know, when the day felt so overwhelming, or like how how can I handle this day? Or she's so sick, or how am I going to get this all done? Just those small goals and to, and to share that joy and that there is joy and that there is um, you can have peace in the storm. And um, those things, I think, for me, uh, before the land, before Landry was born, it's something that I always read about. You know, I'm a Christian, and, and I uh, would read the Bible, but it wasn't like it really got deep in me, you know, where it was something I completely lived by all the way through, you know, in my head, where it's I controlled my thoughts as far as, you know, what do you do with so much fear, and what do you do with just no control over a situation. And that was kind of a test for me with this whole, um, what we walked through for seven years. You know, how do you, how do you choose joy today? That's kind of the hashtag we always use, choose joy today. Um, How do you do that? And for me, it's focusing on what God has done in my life, not what I think he hasn't done. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of power in that when I start, changing my mind to focus on the good and to share that with other people and to share just something small, that little bit of kindness, that little bit of hope that you're going to get through it and you're going to stand over here on the other side one day and and imagine yourself giving treats to someone else, you know, mm-hmm. you got to visualize that um, because if you visualize the failure and you visualize that, I mean, that, that's a spiral. And uh, for us, it's been, I guess, conquering the battle of your mind. Beautiful. What hope you have given people today who are listening to this podcast. What great kindness. Kristen, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. And um, as a, from a coach's wife to a coach's wife, um, I, I just want to say 
I stand in awe of the fact that you uh, can run the team of your household and, um, and you can encourage others along the way as you take care of your daughter. So thank you for all of that. Thank you, Nicole. It's been an absolute honor to be a part of you. That was a conversation with Kristen Ergel. Her husband, Joshua, is currently the recruiting coordinator and tight ends coach for the Kansas Jayhawks. Check out their nonprofit organization, Ruler of Hope, at rulerofhope.org. Learn more about Kristen on her website, coacheswifelife.org. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. Thank you.